What's up guys and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick before questions, we have to give shout outs to two new patrons, Alice Murdoch who joined at the Jedi Master level and Ricardo Franco who joined our Jedi Council. So thank you so much for the support to both of you. Our first question comes from Mr. J.D. Rice who asks, what was changed about the Greedo scene in A New Hope on Disney Plus? Oh boy, there was, <laughs> so... there was a big kerfuffle on the internet, well at least on Twitter, about this and everybody was like, why is... Greedo trending on the day Mandalorian comes out. Yeah, um, honestly, it was kind of fun to see. Like at this point, people are like, oh, well, they changed it again. <laughs> this is like the third time that scene has been changed inexplicably. Um, so from what I could tell, this is from the 4K transfer of A New Hope back when they were re-releasing the movies in 3D. And I think they only did that for The Phantom Menace uh, but the plan was to do all of them, and I don't know if 3D just kind of fell away or if The Phantom Menace didn't do that well in re-release, but they still did the transfers, and George Lucas added that one line to Greedo. McClunky. McClunky. Yeah. McClunky? McClunky, I think. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you leave the Hutties to me? <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't... I don't get it. I don't know why he added that. Like, it's the same thing with the crate dragon roar. Like, why do they keep changing things just for no real reason? It doesn't add or take away anything from the movie so much. It's just like, why did you feel this was necessary? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, when the when people first realized all this, they were like, oh, they changed it to where they both shoot at the same time, and then people started realizing that he says some word, and then everybody's throwing around the fact that Disney Plus changed this, and then come to find out, this is this is a George Lucas change. And, I mean, I'm not surprised, to be honest. He's always been kind of tinkering with Star Wars as, as much as he can and as much as he wants to. Which is so. his right. Yeah. Which, it's fine, and, like... What was fun? Okay, so this is, I think, the third time it's been changed. It was originally just Han shoots Greedo, and then there was uh, Greedo shooting first, and Han, like, dodges it, and then they changed it a little bit more, where they shoot much closer together, because people were so upset about Greedo shooting first, and now they've added McClunky. So this is the fourth change. Fourth version, third change. Yeah. (laughs) And... I, I don't know. At least on Twitter, it was kind of fun. People just like laughing along about it, and yeah. people it was are just already silly. people are already selling shirts. That say, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure McClunky. That was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the deal with McClunky. That's what the new change was for those of you that don't have Disney Plus if you're international or whatever. That is what has been changed. <laughs> Joshua Black wants to know why we don't think Boba Fett will be in The Mandalorian. I mean, yours is because of a bit. Well, yeah, but that's like uh, Mark from the Templin Institute, uh, if you don't know, posed this public bet uh, where he thinks Boba Fett's going to be in The Mandalorian, and I don't. And uh, the loser is going to have to give up control of their Twitter account for a day. Uh, But I'm going to win, so it doesn't matter. But I don't think Boba Fett's going to be in it because I feel like once he's introduced, he'll just take over almost like he'll overshadow the Mandalorian so if he were to be in the show if he's still alive I don't think he would come in until season two or maybe the end of this season like once we get to be on the Mandalorian side a little bit more 
otherwise, like if he kicks the door in in episode three, I don't know. People are just going to be talking about that. And yeah. I think people like Lucasfilm wants people to be talking about the Mandalorian. Yeah, we can't let Boba Fett steal the thunder of an entire show. Um, also, I mean, I think this was kind of floating around the rumor mill back when everybody was supposedly getting their own movies. The idea that maybe Favreau wanted to do a Boba Fett show and was kind of like shut down and was told by Lucasfilm, like, no, no Boba Fett. So, I mean... I mean, that's all speculation. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, James Mangold was announced to do a Boba Fett movie, and then that was like, oh, maybe not, never mind. And James Mangold, I think, even said, no, that's not true. But it does have this weird feeling in The Mandalorian where it's like, it's not Boba Fett, it's The Mandalorian. It's not mm-hmm. IG-88, it's IG-11. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, he is getting to play with those characters, but not really. Uh, like the Which is, the B team. It's so much better though because if you like you said, if it was Boba Fett, that's all anyone would be talking about and comparing him to this or that, and be like, oh, Boba Fett wouldn't do this or he would have done that, and it's just it's more interesting with new characters and I don't know, I it, we could get a mention of him, maybe a sure. maybe a wink wink nudge <laughs> nudge kind of situation. Well. I think Dave Filoni even said in an interview that like they didn't make IG-11, IG-88 because that character has so much baggage and history and legends and stuff, and people have expectations about how he should act. And I, I think it's a lot more freeing and flexible for them to be like, no, it's just somebody new. You can get to know these people, and they'll start to become new fan favorites and we don't have to worry about like all of this comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that probably is the right way to go. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into a little bit of spoiler territory for the first episode of The Mandalorian. So if you want to avoid spoilers for that, just skip to the time on the screen. Somewhere in here. <laughs> Aiden Walsh asks if the bounty at the end of chapter one of The Mandalorian could have been a light born to counteract Anakin's darkness since they would have been born around the same time. Even though we have the spoiler warning, Aiden, I appreciate your discretion uh, trying to keep things uh, spoiler-free for people, but still, I would skip this question, go to that time code if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Uh, So he's asking about like what Snoke said, darkness rises and light to meet it. And yeah, that creature would have been born about the same time as Anakin and maybe the force did say like well this is gonna be dark uh we gotta balance this out but I kind of like the idea that the force is like yeah we'll we'll have a light side be born oh no it's one of Yoda's species and he'll be ready in like 300 years oh no (laughs) oh no uh yeah I mean it's it's cool to think about. I don't know that that's going to be the reason behind its creation. Uh, a lot of people have been throwing around the idea of cloning because of the Camino symbol on the scientist guy's outfit. Um, so he could be a clone of Yoda or I don't or know. Or maybe they plan on cloning that baby. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about it right now, but... It's it's interesting to think that he has something to do with the balance of the force and what, like that being why he was created. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me that he has some destiny. He or she, we don't know yet. That yeah, it, it could it, be a, a little yaddle. Yeah. Uh, 
it is interesting that it already has white hair though and like yeah it'll had brown maybe that's the distinguishing feature but <laughs> i do think it probably has a great destiny in the force just because it's one of yoda's species i doubt it has anything to do with anakin because i think anakin was kind of born to counteract sidious and i mean that's what was true in legends and i think that's probably still somewhat true in canon um on that video that uh freddie prince jr was talking about <laughs> he was like then when sidious instead of just killing anakin he decides he's going to bring him into the dark side and then what happens the force has twins to counteract those two and i don't even know if all that's true but i think that the stuff with anakin and the skywalker saga is probably pretty self-contained and the skywalker saga and the little baby is probably something new. Mr. J.D. Rice again wants to know what we think it means that the Imperial Doctor guy from The Mandalorian, I guess that's what we're calling him. I think his name is Dr. Pershing, but at the time I just wrote that down because I couldn't remember. Uh, what it means that he has a Camino emblem on his shoulder. I guess it has something to do with cloning. It has to. I, I mean, I... maybe... There is the possibility that they just like grabbed a random patch and slapped it on him, but I don't know, with Dave Filoni involved, I really doubt it. So uh, you pointed out that he is wearing like the same scientist outfit that Galen Erso kind of wears. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're talking about why they want this bounty. He obviously wants it alive. Uh, Werner Herzog's character is like, I could take it either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe he wants it alive because it is a clone. Maybe he wants it alive because they want to clone it. it. There's just a lot up in the air right now. I prefer the idea that they want to clone it. I would really not like it if it were a clone of Yoda. Mm -hmm. I think I've made my stance clear on how I feel about cloning main characters. It's more interesting that like we've barely ever seen this species that they're like oh we found one and some people are probably like oh we need to wipe this out so it doesn't rise up and become strong in the force but the scientist guy is like or <laughs> or <laughs> or we clone it and we have a bunch of little yodas on our side or something or maybe they're you know looking into cloning just the aspect of being force sensitive mm. cloning midichlorians themselves that's interesting yeah, being able to construct DNA that has the the midichlorian count. Sure, uh, that was my initial thought before I realized that he had the cloning patch. People were talking about that on Twitter. That I was like, they probably want to learn about force sensitivity, mm -hmm. and yeah, that would be interesting to like really study the DNA involved with midichlorians and if there is some biological thing that they can reproduce. I hope that if that's the case, then they don't find anything because <laughs> I prefer, like, anyone can be Force-sensitive, but Yoda's species seems to be <laughs> inclined to be Force-sensitive no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah, there's a lot of different directions this can go, but I have to imagine, yeah, cloning or DNA is involved in some way. I, if, like, I like your idea. If, if it is involving cloning, then that could point towards old Palpatine in episode nine being a clone. I don't know. I know that's not what you want, but 
we'll just have to wait and see. Sure. Okay, I think we're clear of the Mandalorian spoilers now, so we can move on to the next question. Noah Bovenizer asks, if we struggle to enjoy Star Wars content because we're always thinking about future videos and stuff. We were talking about this while we were watching the first episode of The Mandalorian, and it kind of depends on the content. Uh, I think movies are unfortunately the hardest thing to really sit and enjoy as a fan the first time you see it anymore because there's a lot of pressure and you have two two and a half hours in the theater and you have to remember a bunch of stuff and like my mind is just racing the mandalorian me i'm just sitting there having a good time (laughs) yeah yeah. well i'm the anxious one so like the mandalorian is a lot easier because you can rewatch it over and over and over from the comfort of your couch yep the movie is like uh i kind of have one shot at this and then i have to go home and do my review and then i'll go see it on the next day as just a fan Mm -hmm. um he also asked specifically about like jedi fallen order and you were having a blast. I know. Playing that game. Like that was when I got it early, which was a surprise. Uh, I got it on Tuesday, and I was like, "Oh, I should probably." Well, I I, I was like, "This is going to be too long, and I shouldn't try to play it all." But I was like, "I do want to start playing it," and yeah, it just sucked me in, and so I blew through it. So it was equal parts. I should probably try to finish this so that I can get a review video ready, but also. Any new content that we see, it's always exciting. Yeah, and like with Fallen Order, it it did not diminish. I wasn't thinking about videos by the end of that game. Like it was just story and nothing else, and I was having a blast. It is one of my favorite canon stories that's come out. It's my favorite Star Wars video game, Mm -hmm. and having videos to do about it wasn't really on my mind. Books, uh, I like sit and take notes, and it, it takes a lot longer to read them. Uh, but I wouldn't say it diminishes my enjoyment because, again, it's like it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you have to remember everything in one go. The movies are the only things that really cause that stress for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because anything that's brand new that comes out, we're all kind of on the same wavelength as far as trying to dissect it or figure out what it means and have theories and all this kind of stuff it's way easier to talk about new stuff than to go back and talk about you know the the original trilogy stuff and try to find new angles and new stories to tell new videos to come up with regarding stories that have been around for that long everyone on the internet right now that's talking about the Mandalorian or Fallen Order is kind of on the same page. We're all kind of learning together. Yeah, and that's always exciting. But yeah, I, I don't think that any of this anxiety like reduces my excitement for any story. Uh, it, it's probably just enhanced it, yeah. <laughs> having like videos and stuff to do. I, yeah, I will say it is. Um, it doesn't diminish our enjoyment, but it is... It does make us kind of stressful or stressed and anxious when so much is happening all at once, the video game, the Mandalorian, and like we're trying to have, you know, personal lives. <laughs> I don't know, maybe go on a date. 
once in a while uh but we just have a lot of work to do uh right now so that's yeah my main problem is that i have so much i want to talk about and like the schedule is full there's only so many days and so many (laughs) videos i can do to fill it out yeah and there's more like i have the schedule pretty much full until rise of skywalker and after there's no more room but there's stuff in fallen order i want to talk about and i I can't put it anywhere yeah it's so funny because like leading up to all this we're like we're just waiting we're just like oh it's gonna be so good we're gonna have all this new content and right now we're like scrambling oh my gosh there's so much to talk about there's so much to do and in january get to relax a little (laughs) we'll just uh we'll just chill hang out yeah, Winnie, be fun. Winnie the Pooh explained will we'll come in, in January. <laughs> have been watching the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh on Disney Plus. As a young child, that was my jam. And <laughs> I had to put on an episode. That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. We got a ton of questions this week, so it might take me a little longer to get through all those, but <laughs> it will happen, I promise. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content, including audio commentaries for the films, and we are taking a break from our Clone Wars commentaries to do Mandalorian commentaries, since that's the hot new thing right now. Uh, So our first episode commentary is up right now. We will be doing episode two early next week, probably, and then we will just keep doing them weekly after that. On to YouTube questions, Colin Skillman asks if Jabba or anyone else in his palace recognized the Skywalker name when Luke showed up. Interesting. I think everyone in there's just high on space opium all the time. Like, they all have their hookahs, and I don't know if they remember Anakin Skywalker showing up in the Clone Wars, so this new Skywalker, they're like, "Uh, who? Yeah, I feel like... Definitely everybody else. I mean, I feel like Jabba is just doesn't have the mind the mind of a young Jabba that he once was. <laughs> and yeah, I don't see him caring to remember. Who That's it- what. Yeah, I don't think he cares. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about the guy that once maybe kidnapped his son, but or- didn't really, and then threatened his life. <laughs> it happens every day to Jabba. He doesn't care. Yeah, or maybe he hears the name and he's like. Who's this guy saying he's a Skywalker? I've kind of wondered. I mean, we've never, ever heard of another Skywalker. But I I think that, you know, it could be just a name that's heard around. Like Smith. Yeah. Or Antilles, (laughs) because there's so many people named Antilles in Star Wars. I guess that's that's the closer version of Smith (laughs) in Star Wars. But he might not have connected the dots and been like, hmm, Skywalker. I, I just, but I think more likely he just doesn't care. Yeah, he's he's more worried about his hookah, his little frogs, just laughing, having a good time, feeding his rancor, bossing Bib Fortuna around, calling him a dum dum. Aw. <laughs> Lachlan Tang wants to know if Palpatine came up with Vader's name on the spot, or does he have a list of them somewhere? I love this idea. I, yeah, I do too. <laughs> that he has he's like a like, baby book. <laughs> He's, he's got his hand behind his back. He's like, you will not be cold. Mm, Vader. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, I do. All the other names are smudged. He's like, oh. <laughs> he, had, he had some really killer ones in there. <laughs> I, I think that he probably knew it in his head only because he's had his eyes on Anakin for 13 years. He's had some time to think this over. Mm-hmm. So he probably did 
make a list out. And maybe Tyrannus, he was like, that's good, but not good enough. So when Dooku came along, he's like, you can be Tyrannus. And he <laughs> saved Vader. He's like, that one sounds awesome. So awesome. So, no, I don't think he made it up on the spot. Just because we know how much of a planner he is, I don't think there's any detail too small. One day, maybe we'll get the Palpatine Diaries as a, as a book. One of those in-universe things. Mm-hmm. But it, dear it's diary. Just, like scribbled on the edge of all the pages are just like l- lists of cool sounding names. Today I lost another apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Revelod 2000 asks why only some of the clone troopers customize their armor. Well, I think the easy answer is that they were uh, production issues. Like, they can't have custom armor for every single model in the Clone Wars, so some of them just have white armor. Yeah, I mean, the ones that have names, the ones that have lines, the ones that are going to be, like, in major scenes, I feel like they prioritize them to have custom stuff and custom looks, but everybody else is just kind of, they got to walk around in the background and look the same. Yeah, in-universe, I would say that, and this comes from the episode Rookies, uh, they when Rex and Cody meet Fives and Echo, they're like, "Oh, we got ourselves a couple of shinies," meaning their armor is shiny and new. Uh, but then they put the Rishi eel blood handprints on, I think Echo, and it's I think a rite of passage just to show, like, "Hey, I've been through some stuff. I'm not a brand new clone," and it's probably something they customize over time. Uh, to symbolize what they've gone through. And I think later Echo even has like the Rishi eel painted on his helmet because it symbolizes something <laughs> dramatic that he went through. Yeah. Snyflem Films wants to know if Hondo could appear in The Mandalorian. I could see that. He fits in that universe. And so far the tone of the show has been pretty light i think like it's a good balance between there's some great action and darker stuff but like especially the tone of the second episode was very fun and light-hearted and a little goofy hondo fits right in there i don't know if i would say goofy but yeah it's it's definitely up his alley i think he could fit in i'm glad i almost went into some spoilers and not spoilers but just what happens in the episode and i didn't yeah you're right (laughs) but like uh, there were some funny parts in there that i was laughing at at some of the action sequences and so i think yeah i think hondo would fit very well in there Mm -hmm. uh and they have done a live action hondo at galaxy's edge so i wouldn't like put it past him yeah i think it would be really cool to see and uh i don't think he would be like a big part of the show he might just pop in for an episode and everyone would freak out and that would be it. He'd be on his way because he's a busy busy guy. What? Did you almost say busy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bashkim Jahu asks if the unfinished Clone Wars episodes are canon since season seven is coming out. So obviously the season seven ones are. The other ones that were done like... Uh, the Crystal Crisis on Utapau, uh, and even ones that didn't get uh, like those unfinished reels put mm-hmm. out, I would still consider them to be kind of canon until something else comes out that just completely uh, wipes them away. But like the Lucasfilm Story Group has said that 
those ideas were all written by George Lucas, so they are acting as if they happened, even though we haven't seen them. Yeah, we've thrown around the term canon adjacent <laughs> yeah. before, so I feel like a lot of deleted scenes or unfinished things like that, yeah, I would say canon until proven otherwise. I, I would be flexible with it, and if something, if a new story comes out that changes them, like, oh, a, a good example is one of the new season seven arcs they changed what it was originally going to be uh, as far as Ahsoka meets a friend. And in the final version, she meets two friends and their girls instead of one guy. So obviously that's going to overwrite what was going to happen. Uh, I think that they're probably going to slowly trickle out those other stories, kind of like they did with Dark Disciple and the Son of Dathomir comic. And things might change, but for now, like I would assume that Everything that was planned to happen did happen. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Okay, we're clear of Mandalorian spoilers now, so... Noah Brav... No... <laughs> <laughs> Noah Bovin. <laughs> 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 <laughs>